I see is red. Hello, everybody. And welcome back to another kind of spoiler review. Just chat about this book. It's not going to be a super long one, not super in-depth. I haven't got the time. Uh, but I want to talk about this book and I want to recommend it to you. So this is the novel by Anthony Reynolds. Now, Anthony Reynolds uh, doesn't really write for Games Workshop much anymore, as I understand. But he is responsible for one of probably the best audiobooks ever made, uh, which is Chosen of Corn. Uh, Khan the Betrayer, sort of short story audiobook, or audio drama, it's very well acted. It was one of the first ones I remember them doing where it was acted, like acted, you know, it wasn't just a, a narration, it was a sort of drama, it was it was people doing the voices, it played out like that, they had special effects in it and stuff, and it was probably one of the first ones they did. They might have done one or two of us before, but this was the one that was really like, wow, this is the potential that sort of 40k has in this kind of sphere. And it's it was out a long time ago. And this novel was out a long time ago. And it was one I always meant to pick up and I completely forgot about. And then about five or six years ago, I, uh, I went on holiday to Spain and I took it with me and I read it half of it on the on the plane. And then I spent a week getting drunk and slept on the tra on the plane back from Magaluf because I'm a classy guy. And um, yeah, I, uh, I, f I completely forgot about it until... Last week, when I saw it was on Audible as an audiobook, because GW seemed to go through a lot of the older stuff and doing audiobooks of them, which is great, which I really enjoyed. And this was really well presented as well, really well acted. No sound effects or anything. It is like kind of a narration, but it's very well done. Every character has its own sort of voice and attitude and so on. So, you know, credit to the uh, to the narrator. And he's, he's a very good narrator. I've, I've heard a lot of his stuff, and he's very impressive. His name's Richard Reed. He's done a lot of sort of the more recent stuff. Uh, I do like him. He's got a good pace to him. Uh, this is the kind of thing I pay attention to. And, uh, you know, I like to, I like a good narrator. I need a good narrator for myself. So we join Khan and he's dead, basically, on Terra. And uh, some of the world eaters uh, pick his body up and take it with them as they flee. And it's kind of a, it's a little bit sort of, he's done a good job of making it, so you've got room to play with later on with the heresy stuff. So I think he was planning ahead with that. We've made it sort of purposely vague, but this is something that can be slotted in after the heresy is done with, and it will continue the story of Khan and the World Eaters. Now, he mentions another character called Argus Brond, who is a captain within the uh, World Eaters as well, who we meet in Chosen of Corn. And I don't want to give too many spoilers away. Yeah, he's a character that sort of wants to rebuild the Legion, sort of save it from this decline that it's going into as they fall more and more to the worship of corn. Not necessarily worship, but embracing the Eightfold Path, the path of the warrior, the path of blood, the path to the Skull Throne, and just embracing that sort of, um, I want to say nihilistic, but it's not quite nihilistic, sort of uh, just embrace of the purity of blood and and uh, of blood and fire, you know, of, of the warrior mentality of just war corn cares not from whence the blood flows so long as it flows and you know with their special disposition with the butcher's nails and their way of war and who they are they are particularly predisposed to this kind of blood mad rage hate fire and blood slaughtering the enemy and simply being a berserker you know embracing war on a spiritual level which you can kind of understand in respect, and it's 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 an interesting area, and the the world eaters um, 
are gradually declining into that. They're gradually falling into that. More and more of them are worshipping the brazen god. As we sort of go into the era of the great scouring, obviously Horus is dead, Horus is dead, and uh, Angron has disappeared into the warp. And yeah, this is the main sort of chunk of the of the of the legion that is left. Now Khan is sort of in a coma. He was dead and then he came back to life, but he hasn't spoken since then. And it's been, we get the impression, uh, even months or years, he's kind of left it sort of purposely vague, which I can respect because it allows the, the story to be slotted in later. And we just get a lot of conversations between the different Space Marine captains about what's going on, the sort of gradual decline of them uh, into, into madness and berserkerdom. And anyway, eventually they come to a planet that is being controlled by the Emperor's children. And there's some amazing scenes where the difference between the Emperor's children and the World Eaters. Anyway, this sort of ends in a, a conflict, and it's a conflict we all know. It's Scalifrax, right? That's the, that's the big reveal. And again, this is spoiler heavy. Maybe I should have said that before. I don't know. So we kind of get the build-up to the Scalifrax campaign. And that's the one thing I would say with this book. I feel like this book was a bit too short, or it was the start of what was intended to be a series, but we only got the one of them, which is a little bit disappointing. Uh, but for those of you who know the law, you know that this, where Khan became Khan the Betrayer was on the surface of Scalifrax. He became enraged at the World Eaters who were sheltering in bunkers and stuff, avoiding the harsh weather conditions on this planet, which we find out is an Eldar world. So it's probably quite close to the Eye of Terror. And that ties into other stuff we've seen with the sort of the, the Legion Wars within the Eye of Terror, which is an interesting subject, and I'd like to see that covered more. But we get sort of bits and bobs of lore regarding what occurred with the traitor legions within the Eye of Terror after they fled there, and the gradual pushback during the Great Scouring, which is a whole era of 40k lore, which hasn't been explored massively, but that's when you get the Iron Cage. Um, you know, the pushing back of the legions gradually, uh, you know, the, the word bearers cementing themselves, uh, you know, the Alpha Legion, all that sort of stuff. That's all coming after the heresy. So if you're worried about what's going to happen after the heresy, it's going to be the Great Scouring. So, you know, with Gilliman and the other legions, the, the Loyalist legions pushing and trying to destroy the traitor legions and gradually pushing them back to the Eye of Terror and the Maelstrom, but also their own little areas. I mean, that's where you get the fall of Sigulsa. Uh, first, well, firstly, the assassination of Comrade Kurz and then the fall of Sigulsa, which is the closest thing the Night Lords ever had to a sort of Legion homeworld. Yeah, and then uh, that, that rolls into the start of the Night Lords novels, obviously. But you also get this conflict between them and the, the Emperor's children, the, the, the World Eaters and the Emperor's children. We get glimpses of that later on with the fall of the Emperor's children, the breaking of their Legion, and that ties in with the Fabius Bile stuff. So it's it's an interesting story. It connects all these things. And Scalifrax is such a... It's been part of the law for a very long time. It's kind of just been the explanation for Khan, the betrayer's name. Why he is known as the betrayer. So, yeah, basically he gets a flame out and starts burning out and killing his own guys because he's enraged and, uh, you know, just in Skull for the Skull Throne sort of mentality uh, to get them out and get them fighting because they're not fighting. They're not spilling blood. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. It's absolutely good stuff. I mean, I will say that Chosen of Corn is fantastic. A fantastic entry into Corn's mindset. Uh, who he is, what he is, what's making him tick. Quite literally, tick, 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 tick. All that stuff. It's, it's excellent. And this story really just expands on that. 
and I loved it. It was great. I felt it was too short. I would rather go into. I would rather get a bit more detail about Scalafrax, but the way he's he's presented it, it's 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 a good story, and I think it's it's something that can be slotted into the law and be considered accurate. You know, there's no real contradictions and stuff. He brings to life some of these side characters. Uh, we get an excellent view of the Emperor's children as uh, as degenerates. And this is the thing as well, like, they use, he uses nice language, like, he, he calling the Ultramarines Gilliman's Get, and all that sort of stuff, and calling the um, uh, the Emperor's Children uh, degenerate, degenerated, um, oh, what does he use? But it's all, like, just, it's just fun stuff. Like, they've got this mutant, they've got these mutant jailers on the, on the World Eaters' uh, ships in, to, to, to basically control and keep under lock and key those who have fallen too far to the butcher's nails who can't be controlled, who can't be trusted to just walk the ships. They can be used as shock troops in battle, uh, but when they're on the ships, they're locked away. But they're, they're like, you know, calling them, you know, just byblows and... <laughs> it's good stuff. It's good language. I enjoy it. It's funny. But yeah, yeah, I recommend it for that. There's some excellent character moments. Some of the, the World Eaters uh, characters are, are really harsh, which I like. And uh, very, very in character for them. Good stuff. Yeah, uh, I recommend. And as well, it's just an interesting area of the world that hasn't been expanded much. And I, but I do feel like he was intending to write a series of novels about Khan Korn, the Betrayer. But he just didn't. For whatever reason. I think it's because he'd stopped working for them. And he was doing something else. I think he's some games developer now. I don't know. Something like that. Uh, he writes the law for something. Maybe WoW. I want to say WoW. Something like that. Anyway. But he left and he, you know, he left of these great little books. He also wrote the Word Bearer series. So the guy really gets chaos and the mentality and why people fall to chaos and why they embrace it and uh, the nature of the gods and the warp and so on in a really interesting way. And yeah, he really shines through in this. But yeah, Khan's just a badass. He's <laughs> just a badass, you know. He's just killing people in just amazing ways. And he's just um, utterly insane. Utterly insane but also calm because he's fully embraced the Eightfold Path. He knows what he is. He's a killer. And yeah, he's leading the Legion down this path uh, in a way that some of the captains aren't too happy with, but they're gradually falling to it as well. So it's a nice little psychological thing that's going on here. And yeah, great stuff. And again, like I say, if you've been following Fabius Bile, you know, you've been following the Abaddon, the Despoiler storyline and all the other sort of, notable traitor characters as we learn about what happened to them after the heresy. This slots in quite nicely and uh, tells us a lot about what happened with word bearers, uh, word bearers, world eaters, and all that sort of stuff. So I highly recommend it. I feel like it was a little bit too short. It's only like a six, seven hour audio book. So the novel itself is quite short, but it's got some excellent uh, little sections in there. There's some excellent additions to the lore, some, some excellent moments, character moments. And some just cool stuff. So I can't recommend it enough. If you are interested in picking up, please do use my links below. I'll leave a link in the description there. If you've never gone on Audible before, get a free Audible subscription. That helps me out. They give me a little taste. If you uh, use my link below to sign up for there and get this audiobook for free. Uh, or go and pick up the book using the links in the description of Amazon. Again, that helps me out. I get a little taste. Appreciate it. And that's all I've really got to say. This is a good book, and I love the chaos stuff. It's really interesting and fascinating in a way that some of the other stuff isn't, and it allows them to play with ideas of faith, religion, uh, the nature of the world, the chaos gods, and it's interesting to see how their mentality compared to the loyalist mentality. And I think as a if you're a fan of the Horus Heresy, this is interesting as well to see what happens to them after. 
So, you know, and as well with their descriptions of what happens in the, during the, you know, the siege of the Emperor's Palace and so on. And, uh, you know, Khan's just a badass character, whatever he's appeared. It's surprising how little attention he has got, considering he, he blooms so large in the lore, at least in my eyes. There's only a couple of books where they're actually focused on him, and not that many, really. There's a couple of bits in the heresy. There's, there's this, obviously. There's Chosen of Corn, an amazing audiobook, and I recommend that. I'll put the link in the description to that as well, you know what I mean? Go and pick that up. But uh, all of these books uh, are amazing, and... It's surprising that he hasn't had more attention paid to him, but maybe that's what's kept him sort of um, interesting to me because there's a mysterious side to him. But not really. I think it's just him being badass, basically. But yeah, if you are interested in picking these books up, I highly recommend them, uh, this book in particular. Uh, it's a recent addition to Audible. So yeah, go and use my links if you want to or whatever. But definitely get it and uh, give it a listen. You will not be disappointed. Again, it's not the sort of... Again, I always have a trouble, like, I don't know what people want from books and stuff. It's just, this is my personal taste, and I find it very interesting and a great addition to the wider lore, you know, as a fan of Fabius Bile, as a fan of all these other sort of areas. So, yeah, I think it's a great addition and uh, definitely worth picking up. An older book, a very it is an older book. It's over 10 years old now, I think. So, bear that in mind. But, um, yeah, just the portrayal of the world eaters and how they view the world and their sort of attitude and how they're sort of how they are after the siege of the Emperor's Palace and the failure of the Horus Heresy as they're sort of being pushed out. Yeah, it's it's really interesting stuff and a really interesting period in the lore to get more information on. So anyway, I'll leave you to it. Thank you to everybody supporting the channel. I'll be doing more videos very, very soon. And if you'd like to help, there's links in the description. That's enough chilling for me. Appreciate your time. Have a good one. I'll be back again with more stuff very, very soon. Bye-bye. ta -ra.